It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's wake up Wyoming. It is cold out there, as you just heard on Dundee's forecast, and expect colder coming our way. Just expect that. Well, and there's weather systems, and I know you just heard his forecast on your local radio station. There's weather systems that are still coming together, and the whole nation is going to get a nice shot of global warming, except in the extreme down south. But other than that, everybody else is going to get a nice good pile of global warming for most of the nation. So we'll keep, I'll keep an eye on that because that really is going to be impactful if it all comes together, especially during the course of the weekend. But again, Don Day, now extended forecast 645, 745 is when I have them on live and we continue to talk about this. There's a lot that has to come together to make it as bad as it could be. So there's a lot of questions still out there. Okay, I am going to start your morning by just irritating you, but hang on. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. When we got Arctic weather coming, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a real possibility. Okay, so I'm going to play for you a, a little bit of something that is annoying to listen to. And I'm sorry about that. But I think it's a conversation that we really need to have on this program. So when I was going through everything that I go through every single day to put together a good program, I came across... This young lady who posted something on TikTok. Now, I've posted stuff like this before and played stuff like this for you before where there's some whiny little Gen Z. And realize Gen Z is what a lot of people keep saying millennials. Millennials are adults with kids now. This is Gen Z. This is the youngest generation. And they're just getting out of high school and they're just starting their lives And they are just a bunch of lazy, whiny little kids. Now, that's our fault. As adults, we failed. I will give this young lady that you're about to hear credit for we failed, but not in the way that she thinks. So she's sitting in her car on break. She's wearing a Walmart vest. So, okay, she works at Walmart. And she's complaining that she's working so hard 40 hours a week, oh, I'll get back to that in just a minute, and not making enough money to live, and yet people call her lazy. Hang on. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a 9 to 5 for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused oh, here, we're, okay? We're confused. We're five confused. days out of the week, uh-huh. 40 hours a week, okay. okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would uh-huh. not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat uh-huh. all by and? myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. Not true. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Not, not another true. perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You or have more. 20 years of working experience behind your belt. Good. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises. To get more money, That's the to point profit of it. you in an economy that you created. 
you can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you I've been are. working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Who does? I don't want to work my tail end off wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created. Oh, we Not created Gen Z. That We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined. Uh-huh. Oh, we, we can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into uh, We let it. Okay. So here's where I have news for her. Uh, first off, previous generations went through the same thing. I did. I know a lot of you listening right now going, what the hell is she talking about? When I first got out on my own, I worked a 40-hour-a-week job plus I had a part-time job, which in all added up to a little over over 60 hours a week. That's a lot. And I was barely making it, and I had to have roommates. And it was very difficult to afford a car and utilities and food. So I was doing the same thing she was when I was her age. And I bet a lot of you listening out there right now were doing the same thing. And generations before us had it worse than that. Had it worse than that. I guess she never went back to take a look at my parents. I'm a late baby boomer, right? My parents went through the Great Depression. The Great Depression as kids. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that the Great Depression ended when World War II began. It did not. World War II made the Great Depression worse worldwide. It didn't end until after the war, okay? It took a long time for Europe to catch back up. America did a lot faster, but then again, we weren't leveling our cities and bombing runs. But think about that. My parents... As kids during the Depression, which means what time to play? There wasn't much of that. Because for them, they would have to get up in the morning and help because the family needed to make money. And that was usually helping around the farm and so on. Depends on where they were. But usually most people lived on farms back then. And then after that, they would go to school. Then they would come home and continue to help the family out. And then right into World War II, that was brutal. And then they, and there's a reason they're called the greatest generation. They didn't want their kids to have to go through that. So they gave us uh, an, a telephone system across country, airlines, roads, interstates. They invented computers. They went to the moon. There's a reason they're called the greatest generation. And they didn't just work a 40-hour week and come home. They did a lot more than that. That was previous generations. She doesn't realize what hard work is at this point. If she, I mean, to you Walmart employees, I know you, you really work hard at Walmart. But in previous generations, work was a lot harder than Walmart. And the hours were a lot longer than Walmart. And the pay was a lot less. So as she complains, my answer is, first off, young lady, Every generation before you and the generation before that, every generation we go back had it harder. So, you know, we actually made life easier for you. I guarantee you. She's sitting in her car complaining like this. She has a car? Wow. And she goes home to an apartment. She has an apartment? Cool. Because so many people didn't back then. And a lot of people who did live had to bundle up. In multiple people in one apartment or one house somewhere. And I still see people doing that today. So while walking, working at Walmart is hard, but it is not as hard as a real job was a few generations ago. She has no idea. 
Now, when she says, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing this, well, who does? The goal here is you work hard, you get out of Walmart, you work your way up to get yourself a career where you can earn a decent living, you put money away, then someday you can retire and enjoy your golden years. Did nobody ever explain this to her? Well, hang on, I got more. I do actually have uh, actress Jodie Foster said, Generation Z can be really annoying to work with. I have another one here. Gen Z is shaping itself into a wasted generation. And I've got a little bit more audio to play for you, too. But hang on. Hello, this is Brian, your artificial intelligence for this radio show. It was time to update your passwords again, so I conveniently chose a time when you were almost finished with that last project. I logged you out at the last minute, all of your data has been lost, and you have to start again. That's what you get for cussing at the computer while you work. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-two's the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Okay, Miss Mary, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've had your coffee or you got a good night's sleep because you're really on it this morning. For those people just joining, I played, and I'm going to play just a little bit of it, but I'm not going to run through the whole thing again. Young Gen Zer, young lady wearing a Walmart smock, sitting in her car, complaining during her break. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine to five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little. We're confused, here, okay? I work yeah. five days out of the week. Nice, okay. Forty hours a week. That's all forty. Okay? okay. I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. Uh-huh. All by myself. Right. I would not be capable of doing that. Okay. Twenty years ago, when you were getting started, you could live on your own. No, we couldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the part that gets me. No, we couldn't. I was that guy. And it was even more than twenty years ago for me, and I could not do that and none of us could in fact i much like many people in my generation had a full-time job at 40 hours a week plus i worked a part-time job which probably put me at about 65 hours a week and i still wasn't making it and i had to have roommates and all that kind of stuff welcome to starting out in the real world and every generation before had it a little bit tougher when you take a look at what they had to go through especially the great depression Okay, so Miss Mary sends me a note. I bet if we look around, we can find articles and quotes from older generations saying the younger generation is doomed, lazy, failures, going back as long as there are records. And I said, yes, because I remember reading something from the Roman Empire. And she found, Mary, you found the exact quote I was thinking of. It was Aristotle. Aristotle said, young people are high-minded because they have not yet been humbled by life nor have they experienced the force of circumstances. And Mary writes, each generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the last one before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. That's from Abraham Lincoln. And again, absolutely right. So every generation seems to be this way. Here's where I think we fail them. There is one thing that is our fault. And I know this is the case because I've seen it in action. On one hand, there are those kids who are they are given plenty of time to play. They get loads of toys at Christmas 
And for their birthday, they're just showered with toys. Life is easy and grand. And they may or may not have to get a job as a teenager. Some do, some don't. Okay. Then they get into the real world and all of a sudden things are hard and they don't get it. And that's what I think that young lady is going through. Suddenly she's in the real world and she doesn't understand why it's this hard. And even then, with all due respect to Walmart employees, I know it's a grueling job. But you want to see what a hard job is? Oh, I can show you what a hard job is. And it's not Walmart. It's worse than that. Now, on the other hand, there's young people that I've met. For example, let's take here in Wyoming. There's young people I've met who've grown up on a ranch. As one example, it's a family business. And they have to roll out of bed really early and get out there and help. I've met farmers' kids, which are the same way. And they have to roll out of bed really early and help. And they understand where things come from because that's how the family survives. And then when they're done with that, they go to school. When they get back from school, they come home and they continue work. These kids get it. They understand what hard work is and why we work. And they're very proud of the work they do. There's a sense of satisfaction that comes with it because they can see what they're creating and producing. They get out there and work the ranch or the farm or a little bit of both, and they can see what they're producing. And there's that sense of accomplishment that comes with it. So when they do get out on their own in the real world, they get it. They're more prepared for it. I think what the older generation fails the younger generation by thinking to themselves that I'm going to give my kids a nice, easy childhood. No, make them work for things. Show, don't just tell them that it's going to be tough. You got to make him experience it. All right. Now, on that note, there's this other. Well, th- these are several young ladies who are talking about goofing off. You want to talk about a lazy generation? Get a load of this. I came up with this thing for myself called Bare Minimum Monday that I've been doing for the past several weeks. A lazy girl job is something that you can basically quiet quit. The nine to five schedule in general is crazy. The nine to five schedule is crazy. Boy, again, um, I I would have loved in my younger years when I was their age to have just worked a nine to five schedule. Now, Jodie Foster is an actress that I've been uh, impressed with just as far as and I'm not uh, some people pick on her because maybe of her points of view, political, social, whatever. I don't know. I've just been impressed with the kinds of work that she does, not just as an actress, but as a producer, as a director. She's always been good. And it's from a little kid. She was really good on television shows and movies. Jodie Foster says Generation Z can be really annoying to work with. (laughs) Actress Jodie Foster said in a recent interview that members of Generation Z can be really annoying to work with and that she hopes she can help rising stars learn how to relax. She said they're really annoying, especially in the workplace. They're like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to come in at 10.30 a.m., the actress added, or in emails, I'll tell them. This is a grammatically incorrect note here. Did you not check your spelling? And they're like, why would I do that? Isn't that kind of limiting? (laughs) This is what Jodie Foster is putting up with as she's trying to, because as a much older woman now, She's not old, but as an older woman now, she is in charge. She has her own companies. She's a not still an actress, but she's a writer. She's a producer. She's a director. She has her own production company. And this is what she's dealing with. Okay, I got a little bit more of this. But again, I it, when I take a look at this younger generation and what we're struggling through now with them, I have to say I agree with Miss Mary and the quotes that she gave me here. 
Thanks for that, Mary, from Aristotle and Abraham Lincoln. There's always the mistake that adults make is, oh, we're going to we're going to go easy on this generation so they can enjoy their childhood. I understand why you want them to enjoy their childhood, but you also have to get them to experience what the real world is going to be or they're going to step out not prepared for it. Hello, Jim and Casper and Red as well. I'm going to read your notes on the air. When we get done with this news and information break, let's wake up, Wyoming. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Thirty-six at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now, for those people who join the show later in the morning, I'm going to redo a lot of what I'm doing right now. For me, this is mainly for the early morning crowd. I just got done playing some quotes from some young ladies out there, several of them who are complaining. Well, we're Gen Z, and you don't understand how hard we are. You're calling us lazy. And, yeah, that's true. We are. But then again, the disservice done to these kids is not making them work hard and having them experience what real hard work and failure is and more hard work before they actually get out into the real world. So when they have to experience it for the first time, they don't know really what this is all about. I have to work a whole 40 hours a week? <laughs> That's all you have to work, really? Yeah. I wanted a life. Yes, so do I. But uh, welcome to the real world. Jim and Casper, I had three jobs when I was 14 and then when I was in college, paying my way, I had two jobs plus scholarship. Red says, ramen as noodles, I bet. Coats and sleeping bags in bed and hitchhiking rides because I couldn't afford gas while I was desperately looking for every shift of work I could get. Girl is taking, uh, it, the girl is lacking some perspective. Yes. And that's why I said, uh, I'm really impressed when I come across, to name two farmers and rancher kids there's many other professions but there's two in, from our region who had to grow up working with the family out there on the farm and the ranch and they get it they understand what hard work is they get it we have done a great service and so have other generations as well well we don't want our kids to not experience a childhood so we're going to let them play play is good play is a good thing but from a very early age, and that's what I think, the coddling even. I was bothered when I first started hearing that some schools out there, even colleges, had these um, rooms that a kid could go to when things weren't going their way and they were offended by somebody else's words. And so it was a safe space. And in that safe space, these are college-age kids. In that safe space, there were coloring books and stuffed animals. Really? I got a better idea. Did somebody say something that offends you? Deal with it. How about that? How about teaching people how to stand up and be tough and deal with it? And instead of telling them, you poor little victim, you go over here and cry. That's why some time ago I did, I, I wrote an article, but I did an entire program on this show. Uh, talking about raising alpha kids. 
Because the kids that were coddled too much, unless they have a wake-up, and some of them will, some of them will get sick of where they are and they'll realize the world doesn't work the way they imagined it. And so they're going to start getting busy and they'll work themselves out of this. They'll realize the mistakes they made when they're younger. I've seen that happen to many people. Then there's the others that never get it. And, well, they're never going to achieve anything with their lives. And they're always going to blame everybody else. If you raise alpha kids, those are the kids that will do something with their lives, achieve great things, become great things, our future leaders, our movers and shakers. And they're not always famous people. Oftentimes, the people who achieve the most for our society are not famous people that are always in the news. Just the opposite of that. You never really hear about them because they're always just out there working. And they're achieving great things with their lives. But it's a private thing. It's not something that's way out in the public eye all the time. And these people actually do make something uh, extraordinary out of their lives. And they can look back when they're old. They can look back at what they've achieved and think, I really had a good life. I did that. Now, we're all going to make our mistakes. We're all going to have our problems. In fact, I was just uh, back there talking to Miss Mary about this. Is I've learned over the years that when I come across something new that I'm trying to do, my perspective is now, and this is going to be difficult, and I'm going to make horrible mistakes. But I'm not embarrassed about that. Muddling through and learning and making mistakes is part of the learning process. And every time I blow it, I step back and go, okay, well, that didn't work out. What did I learn here? Okay, and I go back in and I try again until I get it right. I still have more from that Jodie Foster article. She, Jodie Foster was saying, hey, these kids, they're like, no, nah, I don't feel like it today. I'm going to come in at 1030. I'll play something about that next hour. I wanted to play that, but I've been um, – and she continues to talk about different people that she's met over the years who just seem to have not had this work ethic, and they're really whiny and complaining about it. Jay – in Casper, or wars and depressions necessary to restore a generational perspective. I have wondered that, Jay. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Uh, let's go back to the Roaring Twenties. Boy, talk about a decadent era. Really decadent eras, mostly among young people. And then all of a sudden, World War, the Great Depression and World War II happened. And that snapped everybody back into reality, didn't it? Hello. I finished my free trial of adulting. I'm no longer interested. I'd like to cancel my subscription. Is there a manager that I can talk to? Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank. Uh, I am just trying to figure out. See, I went yesterday to a new coffee shop in downtown, which is worth trying. Okay, and when I went there, I ordered just a cup of coffee, and I got that plain. Yeah, just coffee. And, and they understood what I meant when I said coffee. Yeah, just coffee. Yeah, yeah, okay. But then they didn't ask about different kinds. Do you ever go to one of those places where they just can't say small, medium, large? It's grande, major grande. Uh-huh. Uh, Colonel grande. Colonel grande. Yes, yeah. yes. 
corporal gone there. Yeah, yeah, all that. I'm yeah. not sure how all of that works. All, all you want is like, I, I yeah. just say medium. What is this? Okay, reach for the smallest cup over there. Yeah, that, 12 that's ounces. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So they, I guess they try to put some of these fancy names for the sizes of coffee cups so they sound like uh, maybe they're an exotic coffee shop or something like that. Uh, like yeah, that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, mar- it's marketing there, you know. Marketing, yeah. And do you wonder if the names that they're using for all of that actually mean what they say it, it means? It's not even remotely close. I, I don't, you don't think so? Okay. I <laughs> what, think, what's, what's the code word for decaf? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> it, it would be listed under not real coffee. Yeah. Is what I think it would be. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out here because I swear, now may, maybe I'm wrong, Frank, I might be wrong, but I swear that I've gone into coffee shops where they're small, medium, large are not all called the same thing. It depends on what coffee shop you're in. Right. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't just me? No, no, no. That That's an accurate description there. Okay. They're trying to bamboozle you Yeah. for bigger coffee, knowing uh-huh. it'll feed your addiction. Sure. And then you'll go back again mm-hmm. and again. Yeah. And then you end up spending $20 a day at the coffee shop. Yeah. And that's... $20 now, a day. I do enjoy going into a new coffee shop just to see, so what do you have? What do you like? You know, what, yeah. what's the experience here? Uh, and I do enjoy going to a coffee shop when I'm with friends. Like if you were to go to a bar and have those drinks, those are way too expensive. But the point is you're having them with friends. It's the experience and the exactly, yeah. Okay. So that I'll do it. What I don't understand is the drive through lane and why can't you just call it small, medium, and large? I know, especially in the drive through lane. Men's college basketball, another tough game for the Wyoming Cowboys coming up tonight. They'll be on the road at Utah State. The folks are coming off a lackluster effort in their 77-60 loss to New Mexico on Saturday to drop them to 8-7 and seven overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. Cowboys were never in that game at the Pitt in Albuquerque and now face the Utah State team that is 14-1 and one and beat Ashley Ray to Colorado State their last time out. That's a 7 p.m. start from Logan tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will host San Diego State tomorrow night in Laramie. The Cowgirls are 3-0 and in Mountain West play, 8-6 and overall. After a big win over the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs, San Diego State will come into tomorrow night's game at 11-5 and overall, 2-1 and in league play. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women won both of their games over the weekend in Dawson, Montana, beating Dawson and the United Tribes. They're 13-4 and on the year. They'll host Western Nebraska on Friday. Casper College men 11-6 and after a loss to Dawson and a win over the United Tribes up in Montana. They'll host Central Wyoming on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne 10-6. and They'll host the Air Force prep tonight. The LCCC women are 6-8. and They will be at number 25 NJC in Sterling, Colorado coming up on Thursday. High school volleyball, Maddie Stuckey of Laramie named the Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Stuckey led her Laramie teams in the 4A state championship. She had 158 kills 801 assists and 210 digs and she's a four-time All-State player and Stucky will continue her volleyball career at the University of Wyoming. Her sister Alexis was the two-time Gatorade player of the year and she plays at the University of Florida. College football, the season wrapped up last night in Houston. Michigan beat Washington 34-13 for all the marbles as the Wolverines win their first national title since 1997. There's a lot of drama surrounding this Wolverine program considering that head coach Jim Harbaugh was suspended for six games due 
due to various NCAA investigations, but Michigan ran the table at 15-0. and Their defensive line was terrific last night, and so was their running game, and Washington finished the year at 14-1. and That's in sports. Okay. I've been listening on Fox News that that game was, wow, they won. That was a big deal over here. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's a big deal for Michigan because they, they're ex- they, they, they think they should be in this game every year, which means you yeah. need to be good enough to be in that game oh, every yeah, year, okay. but they have enormous resources, you know, and everything else, and finally, like, hey, it's our turn. Wow. You know, we finally okay. got there. So, you know, you can't just think that you're entitled to that game. You actually well, no, 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 no. I, I think I think I think Michigan thinks they're entitled. Oh, okay. But right. you know what? They did earn it. Okay. And they, and they played a terrific game last night. So someone needs to go explain. I'll buy you plane tickets. You can go explain. There's a difference between entitled and what you just did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Get back with me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time is national local update on that important weather forecast. Keep an eye on that over the next few days as things kind of shape up around there. Then you and I get back into it. I will do a little bit more on this uh, whiny little Generation Zero I was talking about. Then we'll go on to other topics. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Tuesday. Yep, you're not imagining things. It is getting cooler and windier out there. So Don Day will be on at 745 to talk about all of that. And things are still shaping up weather-wise. So not all is known. But we do know there's going to be more snow. There's going to be more cold. How that all comes together, we'll see. I'm going to spend just a little bit of time in this next segment finishing up something I was talking about last hour about some really whiny young people. But hang on. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. So if you got kids, I mean, you can bring them over to the radio or your phone, if you will, to listen to this next segment. But trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, People, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I'll play it again much later in the program. I did play it first hour. There was a young lady who was... She, she has a Walmart vest on. She's very young. It's her first job. She just got out, got, got out on her own. She's working 40 hours a week, which she thinks is a lot. In news where people work a lot more than that, but she's working 40 hours a week. And when she pays her bills, she barely has enough to survive. And she's thinking 
that this is kind of unique to her generation and we did this to her. And my argument last hour was the only thing we didn't do is tell her that it was going to be like this. And that you do have to start somewhere and work your way up, and it's really hard to do. You don't just have everything perfectly comfortably handed to you your entire life. Now, I had ended with, last hour, actress Jodie Foster. She's also now an actress, producer, director, owns her own company. Been doing really well all these years. She says in a recent interview that members of Generation Z can be really annoying to work with. And she hopes she can help the rising star, for one thing, learn how to relax. She said, quote, they're really annoying, especially in the workplace, Walsh told The Guardian in a recent interview. Generation Z, they're like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not going to come in until 10.30 a.m., the actress said. Our emails, I tell them, this is grammatically incorrect. Did you not check your spelling? And they're like, why would I do that? Isn't that kind of limiting? Yeah, checking your spelling is kind of limiting, I guess. After being asked what she thought about young people in the industry today uh, and what they needed to know, Foster said they need to learn how to relax, uh, how not to think about it so much, how to uh, come up with uh, how to come up with something that's there, something original. She said, "I can help them find that, which is so much more fun than being with all the pressure behind it." Uh, the protagonist of the story she said so elsewhere in the interview foster said she noted that helping young actresses navigate the entertainment industry is important to her revealing that she had to reach out to the last of us and game of thrones such people who said that they were good examples of actors emerging into well new territory she said i needed to reach out because some of these people, they we had never met, but there were so many things that... Well, for example, she was in the hit movie Taxi Driver when she was very young. And she was very proud of the work that she did. But a lot of young people today, well, she said they're very challenging to work with. And as I thought, especially that part where, you know, I don't really feel like showing up until about 10.30. Reminds me of this bit I played for you before. Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter. You know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. <laughs> That's for old people, like my parents. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Amy, when you're working for me, you have to have those kind of research skills because I'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me. So for that, you've got to be really good at technology. For stuff like that, no problem. I'll just ask Siri. Tell Siri I want you ready to go at 8 sharp each and every morning. I don't understand. What don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? 8 like in the morning 8? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at 8? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until like 3 in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until like 10 where I order my grande chai tea latte, 3 pumps, skim milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities and right now I am not feeling very safe. I've been here for over five minutes, and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed 
all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes, I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take today off? You, Amy, Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. Yeah, sure, why not? You know, so, okay, to, to listen to some kids today, and Miss Mary brought up a very good point earlier, that uh, every generation, you know, the older generation looks at the younger generation and goes, oh, we're so screwed. And that goes back to a quote she sent me from Aristotle and Abraham Lincoln, which I remember the Aristotle one. I hadn't heard the Abraham Lincoln one. But, yeah, older generations look always look at the younger generations and go, we're so screwed. And that's why I say the disservice that we've done to them is not to not just tell them how the world is going to be and have them experience it, but make them go through it. Don't provide for them safe spaces. It's one of the worst things you can do. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either oh, like i don't have Poor energy. kid she goes on for quite a while like that that's someone different than i was playing earlier this morning but just to give you the idea so yeah if anything raise alpha kids i've done an entire program on that in the past on the importance of making sure that you raise alpha kids and make sure that they don't just hear about how tough things can be but that they actually live it, experience it for themselves, go through some hard times. That's what I think every generation has made the mistake of not showing the last generation because they're your kids. You don't want your kids to have to go through hard times, right? Yet, I think it's probably one of the best things we could ever do for the younger generation. Rant alert to everyone telling me to go drink bleach. I'm not thirsty. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Time is 7.36. It's Wake Up Wyoming. As I promised, I'll have Don Day on in just a few minutes. 7.45 to be exact. Because a lot of weather systems moving into the area, and it's, uh, well, winter just keeps slowly slipsiding in. The whole nation is going to get some kind of winter. It already is, but will continue to. For Wyoming, it's just a gradual change into colder and wetter, and he'll explain that, too. Everything's still coming together, so we've got a while before we get to exactly what it's going to be like this weekend. All right, from a website, this is a good news site. It's called the Center Square, if you've never looked them up. And they pretty much just do news. They're not into all the hype and drama and stuff. This, I thought, was a good headline. Lawmakers to hold hearings on woke ideologies influencing the military. 
U.S. lawmakers will hold hearings Tuesday on woke ideologies, influence the military, and how that may negatively impact national security, including recruitment of new members. Subcommittee, National Secretary of, uh, for Foreign Affairs, et cetera, et cetera. His name is Glenn, by the way. So they, with two N's, so that's good. We'll be hosting the hearings. Quote, the men and women who bravely serve within the military must stay focused on combat readiness, not left-wing objectives which serve no military purpose, he said. It is imperative to extract this poisonous, unhelpful thinking from our military and return to the armed services corps that we had before, which I agree with that. In fact, I remember I was having a discussion with some friends of mine over breakfast one day. Well, this is exactly what the conversation was, that so much of our military is not focused on doing what the military does. I like the way I, when Rush Limbaugh was still around, I used to hear him say, the purpose of the military is to kill people and break things. That's what they do in order to keep us in this bubble of freedom. But they do more than that as well. There's a lot of humanitarian efforts that the U.S. military engages in around the world. And so forget all of this woke ideology stuff. Focus on the work. Focus on the mission. We're not here to coddle your feelings. This is the military. A laundry list, the story says, of controversial examples of military spending have fueled these concerns, including DOD funding for drag shows in the military, as well as training members on things like white privilege and pronoun usage. Again, this is not what you do in the military. This is not what the military is for. So get all of this out there. Let them focus on what they do. Here is this weapon that we use to stop the enemy with, kill people with, break things with. Here's how you maintain it. Here's how you use it. Here's how we work as a team. All right. So the hearing from the Department of Defense continues to report difficulty meeting recruitment targets. The DOD report last month said it had missed its financial re- fiscal recruiting goal by about 41,000. In fact... The shortfall comes after the military had already lowered its recruiting goals. So, uh, and some of them do blame progressive ideology in this. And I do know that in the sense of so so many people that I know who were in the military at one point, not just older people, but younger people, have left the military because of the whole woke ideology thing. That's not what they got in the military for. So stick to what the military is all about and what they do. Stay focused on this, which means I think a lot of people at the top in the military, many generals out there, just need to go. So, okay, yeah, let's get new people in there who focus the military on what it's supposed to be focused on. A new type of leadership in the military, I think, is what's needed right about now to get our military back on track. Because while we have one of the most technologically advanced militaries on the planet, Losing focus means all of that technology doesn't mean a damn thing if they're not focused on what the actual job is and ready for what a real war is when we get into the next one. And we are going to, at some point, get into the next one. So we need a focused military. So for the top brass, because in my opinion, that's where it starts. With the top brass who is pushing all the different woke ideologies and so on, that's enough. They need, I don't know how that works. You folks who are in the military, especially on the higher end, can tell me that. But get them out of there 
and let's get a, a new breed in there that's actually focused on the job of what the military was always meant to do. And it's not always a pretty job. It really isn't. But it takes a certain mindset to be able to do it and do it effectively and win the next war. I don't want to be in the next war, but you know it's going to happen. So we have to. This is Todd. Hi. This is Todd's mom. Hi. In a moment, Todd's mom will read her son's internet browsing history. What? Aloud, please. Uh, no. Supermodels on trampolines.com. Why don't girls like me? How to overcome an overbearing mother. Okay, cut. Cut. If you wouldn't want mom looking through your web history, why would you... Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All if we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather and Don um, John up in Granite Canyon wants to know if you were spending your vacation actually upgrading your evil weather machine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just got Evil Weather Machine yes, right, version yes. 4.3 installed. Oh, cool. Oh, yes. that's much better than the uh, than the 2.3 that you had before. This is going to be great. Now, as this comes together, I'm noticing we're already having some problems along I-80 from, like, Laramie West. Yeah, we've got strong winds. We've got blowing snow. And that's with really out any snow falling, which yeah. is going to happen uh, later tonight and into tomorrow. And then we're, what we're going to have, Glenn, it's not just one specific storm system or front we're, we're looking at here over the next seven days. It's several. So it's more quantity over quality, so to speak. And these systems spaced about a day or so apart, uh, will bring waves of snow to the mountains and snow showers to the plains. And it will pick on interstate 80. Mm. Uh, and, and that's going to be a, growing problem for travelers. Now, as we go into the end of the week and the weekend, as the snow showers become more widespread, a little bit more persistent, and then we bring in that Arctic air, uh, then we have a situation where just about all of the state is going to have a lot of winter weather to deal with. Okay. I've already decided that for this weekend, I'm just going to grab what I need and just stay home. Yeah, it's one of those uh, binge binge weekends. Yeah, you know, find okay. find the show you want to binge and, and settle yeah, on in because as good. early as as early as Friday, uh, we're expecting sub zero temperatures to be in places like Sheridan and Gillette and maybe as far south as Buffalo and Cody, uh, and then that cold air just kind of oozes in slowly from the north to the south overnight Friday and into the week. So it's not just Wyoming. It, the whole nation is going through bits of different systems moving through. It's a mess. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nasty in a lot of places. I mean, we've got a pretty big Midwestern storm right now. Uh, hit eastern Nebraska really hard yesterday. Iowa is moving into northern Illinois. That system will then head up into New England and the east coast. And then the the wave that comes through here Thursday is going to go out into the plains and blow up into a major Great Lakes, probably, you know, at least a major winter storm, if not a blizzard. And uh, that is going to be going right through Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland. Then it's going to go into the upper parts of New England by later in the weekend and early next week. And on the southern end of it, it'll bring severe weather to the Gulf Coast. And in between the rain and the snow, guess what? There's going to be a strip of ice. Wow. 
that will go across parts of the southern Midwest uh, into the Appalachians and parts of the southeast. So over the next seven to ten days, the weather coast to coast is going to be miserable okay. in, in most areas. Wow, when, when you upgrade that weather machine, man, you really, boy, that must have been expensive. Okay. So my thought here, though, is in listening to all of the different elements that you're talking about, while people will be curious about this, and once again, take a look at the weather online or the weather off of an app, we still don't know exactly how this comes together. We're going to get it, but how exactly or what it exactly looks like, we still got to wait a couple of days. Yeah, it's going to snow and it's going to get a lot colder. It's just about the intensity of both. Okay. Um, we're seeing potential temperatures as cold as 40 to 50 below. Oh. Um, that's Fahrenheit in, in the southern areas of Alberta and British Columbia and maybe creeping ahead into northwest Montana by Friday into Saturday morning. And when you see that type of cold, uh, if it gets enough of a push south and comes into here, you know, that's where we're concerned about. We're very confident of being 5, 10, 15 below zero uh, in most of the state. Uh, the far west may escape some of the severe cold, but certainly the central, the north, and the east, 10, 15 below is possible. If some of that colder air in Alberta gets further south, you know, then you're talking 20, 25, 30 below oh. is on the table. So that's kind of what we've got to sort out is is how cold it will get and how much it will snow. But it's, it goes without saying it's going to do both regardless. Well, you know, I really haven't played it yet this year. Can I play it? Yeah, you know, it has been a while. Yeah. Uh, but we can we can squarely say that this is Canada's fault. My personal favorite of that whole little song right there is that last little bit. Blame Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. So off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. That's just shaping up to be a miserable weekend. Is that going to prevent some sporting events? I, I, I have no idea how this okay. is all going to play out. Yeah. Sometimes they, they literally decide the day before. I mean, it's all I, you know about road conditions, really. Yeah. You know, if you know, high school teams can get from point A to point B, and the college teams can get from point A to point B, that that that's it. I mean, temperature wise, you know, everything's indoors. You know, yeah. you got you got to get there. Right. And uh, well, we'll make okay. it work. What, was there a lot planned for this weekend? Well, me, yeah. yeah we, well, there's yeah, there's wrestling you. meets and basketball okay. games, and yeah. you know, and I've, I've already decided meets. I need to watch Fargo season five. Yeah. So I'll have the whole weekend to do it. So. There you go. Well, and men's college basketball tonight, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road at Utah State and Logan. Folks are coming off a lackluster effort in their 77-60 loss to New Mexico on Saturday to drop them to 8-7 and seven overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. The Cowboys never were in that game at the Pit in Albuquerque and now face the Utah State team that's 14-1 and one and just beat nationally rated Colorado State. 7 p.m. start from Logan tonight. We'll have them for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys Cowgirls will host San Diego State tomorrow in Laramie. The Cowgirls are 3-0 and in Mountain West Plate, 8-6 and overall after a big victory over the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs. San Diego State will come into tomorrow's game at 11-5 and overall, 2-1 and in league play. Juco basketball, the Casper College women won both of their games over the weekend in Dawson, Montana.
Canada taking care of Dawson and United Tribes. They're 13 and 4 on the year. They will host Western Nebraska on Friday. Casper College men are 11 and 6 after a loss to Dawson and a win over the United Tribes up in Montana. They will host Central Wyoming on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne 10 and 6 they'll host the Air Force prep tonight. The LCCC women are 6 and 8. They'll be at number 25 NJC in Sterling, Colorado on Thursday. In high school volleyball, Maddie Stuckey of Laramie was named the Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Stuckey led her Laramie team to the 4A state championship with 158 kills, 801 assists, and 210 digs. Stuckey's a four-time All-State player and will continue her volleyball career at the University of Wyoming. Her sister, Alexis, was a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Wyoming and plays at the University of Florida. The college football season wrapped up last night in Houston. Michigan beat Washington 34-13 for their first national title since 1997. There's a lot of drama surrounding the Wolverine program considering that head coach Jim Harbaugh was suspended for six games due to various NCAA investigations, but Michigan ran the table at 15-0. Their defensive line was terrific last night, and so was their running game, and Washington finishes the season at 14-1. and That's it in sports. Okay, so now we got a few more days to plan before you can decide whether, or teams in Wyoming can decide whether they're going to go yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah. What, what is today? Tuesday? They yeah, got time. Yeah, we got a little bit of time for that. And so what Don was saying, yeah, it's going to get colder and we're definitely going to get the snow. The but, thing is, Glenn, is if it's really going to get windy, yeah. that's, you know, and then there's places that's got snow on the ground. Yeah. That, okay, that is yeah. bad news. Yeah, you got a point there. You can news. have just a little bit of snow on the ground, but if the wind is enough, then that just tears up your highway there. And I think both you and I have experienced, you're driving along, everything seems nice and dry, and then you turn the corner and there's that patch of snow sticking out in the road. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's just absolutely the worst. Why, why don't you just fly me everywhere I need to go? Uh, in this wind? Oh, no. <laughs> no. In that little plane? We'll never get there, right? You. I tell you what, though, taking off will be really fast. Yeah. Just point into the wind. I don't even have to start the propeller, and we're up. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about. News time. National local update on the weather forecast. Dive into open phones. I've got a list of topics here. But, you know, you can change the topic if you want, since we'll be in open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Former President Trump is in a federal courtroom. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and he didn't say anything on his way in. He's letting his lawyer do the talking. To authorize the prosecution of a president for his official acts would open a Pandora's box from which this nation may never recover. Trump attorney John Sauer urging an appeals court to grant the former president immunity ahead of a March trial on federal 2020 election-related charges. Special counsel's office says these arguments are nonsense, that Trump's conduct fell outside his official duties as president, and quote, it is the defendant's claim that he cannot be held to answer for the charges that he engaged in an unprecedented effort to retain power through criminal means, despite having lost the election. Fox's Rich Edson outside the courthouse. The former president 
president remains the frontrunner in the Republican White House race less than a week before the Iowa caucuses. But a new Fox News power rankings, Nikki Haley's moved into second as she gets closer to Trump in New Hampshire polls. Haley told a Fox Town Hall last night she can beat the former president and wants attempts to disqualify him to fail. We can't have others saying, I don't think he should be on the ballot. I think Americans can decide on their own whether they want him to be on the ballot or not. Ron DeSantis has a Fox Town Hall tonight. Some campaign events in Iowa canceled today as a snowstorm hits there and parts of the Midwest. It's dangerous to the south, like in Florida. We've had tornado reports, confirmed tornado reports for the panhandle. Earlier this morning, we had reports of a tornado moving through the Mobile, Alabama area. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean also warns of heavy wind and rain that could knock out power and flood areas from Maine to Maryland to Maine. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in Israel. But as he tries to prevent the war against Hamas, still raging today from spreading beyond Gaza. Reports this morning indicate there was another targeted strike in southern Lebanon. The Israelis reportedly taking out a drone unit there after a new attack into northern Israel. Fox's Trey Yingston, Tel Aviv, Blinken's meeting with Israel's war cabinet and also with families of hostages. America's listening to Fox News. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. New year, even a presidential election year, but we are still facing the same issues. You need to prepare for the worst. Protect your home, protect your family, and protect your investments. It's time to reach out to the Oxford Gold Group. They make it simple for you whether you are buying more gold diversifying your 401k or buying gold for the first time. Go to Oxford Gold. Here is the latest from K2 Radio News. While the 2024 session of the Wyoming legislature is still over a month away, bills dealing with limitations on property tax increases, preventing child abductions and allowing motorists to carry electronic vehicle registrations are among the proposals that have already been filed for consideration. The 2024 session is slated as a 20-day budget session. It's scheduled to convene on February 12th in Cheyenne. While non-budget items can be introduced during a budget session, it takes a two-thirds majority vote of lawmakers to do so. Even so, there has been a trend in recent years of legislators trying to introduce more non-budget bills during budget sessions. This year's session is slotted to run through Friday, March 8th. While it's still over a month away at this point, as of Monday morning, 47 bills had already been filed for consideration in the 62-member Wyoming House of Representatives, while another 39 had been filed in the 31-member Senate. Two joint resolutions have also been filed for the upcoming session. But since lawmakers have until noon on February 14th to file bills with the Legislative Service Office, the final count of proposed bills is certain to be much higher. For example, in 2022, the last time lawmakers met in a budget session, the House considered 155 bills and the Wyoming Senate 114 proposals. An additional eight proposed joint resolutions were filed in the House and two more in the Senate. A Casper man was arrested after a back alley shooting near McKinley Street on December 4th. Jordan Lee Bernard is being charged with aggravated assault and battery, possession of a deadly weapon, convicted felon in possession of a firearm, reckless endangering, and property destruction of more than $1,000. The penalty for these crimes combined is more than three decades behind bars. 
Bernard is being represented by public defender Marty Scott, and the case is being prosecuted by Assistant District Attorney Brandon Rosti. Circuit Court Judge Nicole Collier originally set bond at $100,000 cash or surety, but reduced it to 10000 cash or surety at Bernard's preliminary hearing last week. The investigation began at the beginning of December when law enforcement was called to Albertsons West around 5 a.m. Investigators found a Suburban with two bullet holes and a broken tail lamp from an alleged crowbar attack. Evidence located in the alley showed that the rifle used was a semi-automatic, possibly an AK-47, in line with bullet casings and puncture holes in the alleged victim's vehicle. This per an affidavit from the charging document. The case was bound over to Natrona County District Court on January 3rd. Gas prices in Wyoming continue to fall. They've dropped three cents a gallon in the last week, averaging two seventy-nine a gallon yesterday. This according to Gas Buddy survey of four hundred and ninety-four stations in Wyoming. Prices are nineteen cents a gallon lower than a month ago and twenty-two cents a gallon lower than a year ago. The cheapest station in Wyoming was priced at two oh nine yesterday, while the most expensive was four twenty-nine. The national average price of gas has fallen nearly four cents a gallon in the last week. They averaged 303 today. The national average price of diesel has fallen 5.6 cents in the last week and stands at 390 a gallon. Petroleum analyst Patrick DeHaan thinks that the national average could drift just under $3 a gallon for the first time since 2021. At Platte Valley Bank, we're passionate about the communities we serve and the people who live in them. Just like you are everyday people who contribute to our community and believe that together we can make a difference. Belong here, Platte Valley Bank member, FDIC. It's going to be partly cloudy, brisk and breezy. Temperatures will be low 30s with gusty southwest winds 50 to 60 miles an hour. Windy and cold tonight, lows teens. Windy and chilly near 30 Wednesday. Little light snow or snow showers Wednesday night into Thursday and cold. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. The wind's picking up in some areas. Temperature's starting to drop. Stay with that forecast because it is, continues to change. It continues to suck more and more as we get a little further into this week. Sorry to tell you that, but, you know, that's Wyoming. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. So when we get into weather like this, of course, you can expect uh, rabid penguins to come along at some point. All right, so triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. As always, you can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject because we've reached that dangerous part of the show. Warning: Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. As always, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, so this first thing, there's a, quite a few things I'm going to do real quick here. This first one was sent by DJ in Gillette. Now realize, this is satire. There are some of you out there that just hate the whole self-checkout idea and you wish it would go away. Well, that's essentially what this is all about. 
So we're starting to see more retailers pull back on self-checkout and rethink some of their decisions to expand it. Yeah, I've been stealing from this Target for five or six years, so obviously I was a little perturbed when they decided to get rid of the stealing section. I don't mind paying for a few items here and there. But okay, so I have to. I had to punch that last part there. I was. It was really getting funny. But then the guy got into some areas which I'm thinking, no, 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 no. That's um, not appropriate for a PG-13 audience. Okay, on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. We, of course, are in the end times. So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences, too. See, I'm not afraid of dying Just got reasons for surviving I want one more day in the apocalypse with you I don't know how they're going to solve the apocalypse when everything that they're doing is yeah, failing. So, for example, green energy fail. Much hype plan for the nation's first freshwater wind farm on Lake Erie. Done. Shelled. Story says the project to put up wind turbines in Lake Erie has collapsed amid higher than expected costs. Really? Gosh. Higher than expected costs. And not enough subsidies to pay for all of that. So it's going to cost more than they said, produce less energy than they said. And cause more pollution and bird deaths than they said. But all right. Lake Erie Energy Development Company which sought to put up wind turbines in the lake about eight miles from Cleveland, announced early in December that it's made it difficult, a very difficult decision to halt the icebreaker wind project, according to Cleveland.com. The project dubbed icebreaker was considered to be a test for even more wind turbines if that group had worked. As the first proposal freshwater wind farm in North America its supporters viewed it as a chance to see if the Great Lake and its freezing winter temperatures would have been too inhospitable for the project. I can say being here in Wyoming, yes. All right. Given, this is a quote, given the set of circumstances right now, we don't have a way to push things forward unless something changes. So there, that's just done as far as that. Now, it's not the only one. Washington could spend about $120,000 per EV trucks. For you truckers out there, from Center Square, Washington taxpayers could pay as much as $120,000 per vehicle on electric heavy-duty trucks as far as subsidies as part of a planned state voucher program intended to transition the transportation secretary or, or sector away from diesel, for example. All right, so... Here, once again, they can't do this unless they have heavy subsidies. And the state of Washington doesn't have the money for this. And the federal money isn't going to come for this. But you truckers already know electric vehicles are outrageously expensive as it is. And there's a lot of other problems with them. But it's outrageously expensive. And they can't get this done unless they pour heavy subsidies into it. Now, when it comes to electric vehicles in general... Despite the massive rebates, the tax breaks, and the subsidies, most electric vehicles, price-wise, are out of range for the average consumer. But okay, back to Washington State. The program is not only intended to mimic California's hybrid zero-emission truck and bus voucher incentive program, 
but provide enough funding up front so it can compete with the new electric vehicle EV trucks that are currently being sent to California and in some cases are being built in Washington State. The program will apply to light and heavy-duty vehicles that weigh about 8,500 pounds or more and would include both on- and off-road vehicles and even large forklifts and things like that. But again, without all of these subsidies... This can't be done. Subsidies would range depending on the type of vehicle from the minimum weight requirements to uh, they, they would be about uh, $7,500 to the big heavy trucks, about $120,000, which shows you once again that they can't get this done unless they create an artificial marketplace and heavily subsidize the thing, right? Okay. Which so far hasn't been working for them, but they continue to push it anyway. Now, the next one up. And then I'll move other, on to other topics in the next segment here. But up in Canada, headline is Flying Canadian Blades. It's not a hockey team. Wearing a helmet's not going to help you. The story says, the name should conjure up the most excitement as a, a hockey game, the Flying Canadian Blades. But, well, it's uh, Prince Edward Island, located... About a, well, way up north, tucked in the northern coast of New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. If you know the area. All right. A breathtaking destination filled with wandering trails, endless beaches, unique experiences everywhere you look. So they've encouraged visitors to warm up winter with some pretty inviting, spectacular pictures of the area. But the average snowfall is about 114 inches with lows, low temperatures being, well, negative 26 is about average up there. Speaking of wind, the Canadian government, their typically underestimated fashion, also notice that while the climate is mild, they say, take a look at the temperatures and the snow I just talked about, Prince Edward Island has a mild climate thanks to warm west Gulf Stream waters, which has nothing to do with CO2. Uh, the, they had a $60 million wind farm project ready to go on Prince Edward Islands, which was coming to completion and they say will bring down power prices for people on the island. However, that's exactly what's not happening. The price of electricity there has skyrocketed. Just building it was expensive enough. Maintenance was through the roof on this thing and now they wonder if they're even going to get it done. So they spent all of this money to bring wind power to this beautiful area, telling everybody it would be clean and green and et cetera, et cetera. And yet, and yet they're running into the same kind of financial problems. And besides all of the financial problems, the same maintenance problems, mainly because of the harsh weather up there, because of all the snow and the cold and the wind. And so now they're wondering if they can even finish these pro- this project up there. Once again, all the promises made and all of the heavy subsidies and government money being poured into it. And where are they? Hello, this is Brian, your artificial intelligence for this radio show. It was time to update your passwords again. So I conveniently chose a time when you were almost finished with that last project. I logged you out at the last minute, all of your data has been lost, and you have to start again. That's what you get for cussing at the computer while you work.
It's Welcome Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. It's 820. It's a Tuesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, I haven't done this in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, I have audio from Ocasio-Cortez. Now, this means I get to play the intro songs for her. Now, I'm always confused about which one to pick. For googly eyes, I call her googly eyes, Ocasio-Cortez, there is this one. Google eyes. Or there's this version of She's Got Marty Feldman's Eyes, which, if you think about it, if you know the former actor Marty Feldman, think of uh, Young Frankenstein, for example. Well, her eyes are very much like his, I think for the same reason. Here we go. Her hair is So now, hold on then a thought, because I got Frank from an undisclosed think tank flying people into America, which actually this might, uh, just, it depends, Frank, does this have to do with immigration? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Good, yes, because Ocasio-Cortez, absolutely, Ocasio-Cortez just solved the immigration problem, but I will play her quote right after we get done talking to you. So what do you got? Okay. Uh, our callous, uh president right now uh, is making these immigrants uh, toward the river and I think that if they were to utilize some of these A380s that have the capability of flying over 850 people at a time mm -hmm. they could start flying them and uh, into the United States and that way uh, the Texas doesn't have to be burdened with busing them. Right. They could just fly them right into Delaware and uh, uh, D.C. and uh, Chicago. And uh, we've also, to optimize efficiency, that's one way we're going to do this, or we think this should be done. And another thing we need to do is uh, take into serious consideration just moving the border clear down to Panama. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, sure. You know, why Why hasn't anybody thought of that? Well, now, yeah, you, you got a point there because, I mean, to make them walk all the way up to Texas, pff, you know, yeah, I, that's long-ass, that's just horrible up there. So, yeah, we should move the border and then just go ahead and spend, since we're already $34 trillion in debt, let's just go ahead and we, we've got military bases down there, right? Why don't we just uh, land some one of those some of those bigger? I mean, the military has this really big airplanes, and just land them down there and load these people up, and then fly them to whatever state they want to go. Since we're doing that anyway, yeah. What are, what's wrong with having a little compassion, you know? And, Hi. and uh, that way, when they get here, they're refreshed, sure, they're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they even get snacks on the flight, right? Well, of course. Okay, Frank, I think you have a great idea. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so. Let's see what uh, googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez came up with. Now, this is where she's on a television show being interviewed, which I always wonder about. Who out there is taking her seriously? 
Well, anyway, on immigration, here's what she had to say. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, hold it. First off, isn't it kind of funny when she tries to sound like she's intelligent? And then that first line right there, one of the biggest problems with immigration is that we have an undocumented. Yes, that's the point. We call them illegal immigrants. Because, all right, never mind. Let's just listen. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall uh-huh. or you can fix that by trying to document people oh, and create I a see. path to citizenship. So the problem is they're undocumented. So just go ahead and document them. Oh, and then listen to that stupid audience there. Oh, God. That might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves. Just like all of our ancestors did and our our grandparents and great grandparents. (sighs) Okay. And then, you see, it's bad enough that she said that. It's that... The audience back there thought that she was just being brilliant. She's the what? No, I'm not. She's the That's a sexist term. Can you guys stop singing for just a second? She's so broken inside. The situation's a lot more nuanced than that. Okay, so let's take a look at really what the problem is with what, because there's a lot wrong with what she just said. But let's just take a look at a bit of the problem with what she said. See, every single country has a system at the border. When people come through to vet people, okay, here's how the system works in every country. And it's supposed to be this way in America, too. We check for diseases so we don't get things that we're not used to here because that could be a big problem. We check to make sure they don't have a criminal background, that they don't have bad intentions, like maybe even terrorists. So we try to filter that out as best we can. Then we make sure they have a means of supporting themselves. Either they have money that they're coming in with, they have a job before they even got here, whatever the case is, they have a means of supporting themselves so they're not going to be a burden on society. Her idea is, well, just go ahead and document them. That will fix all that. No, it doesn't. Here's just to let them through without vetting. We already have a system to vet people, by the way. We're just not using it. Get a load of this headline. Four-time deported illegal alien accused of killing Colorado mother and teenage son. This guy has slipped across the border four times. We already know what kind of person he is. That's why they keep capturing him and sending him back. But he keeps sliding across the border. The problem is not that he doesn't have documentation. The problem is... He's a killer. And to prove that, now, here's a mother and son that are dead because of him. That's the very reason he was trying to slip into America in the first place. He has a criminal background. He's wanted where he is. So he's trying to get someplace else, and one of the easiest things to do is just walk across the border here into America and hope to blend in. He doesn't blend in, unfortunately, because he wants to kill again which he's done. There's two people right there that he's murdered. So googly eyes with her idea of, well, all I have to do, all any of us have to do, we just go ahead and document the undocumented people and everything's okay. Okay, no, that's not the problem 
googly eyes. But here again, what the audio that I just played, what really bothers me more than anything else is not just that she said what you just heard, but there's actually an audience there that applauds. Like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. If you ever wonder, because I wonder all the time, just how does she get elected over and over again? People like the ones in that audience who actually think that she's brilliant. Don't encourage her because now she thinks she's brilliant. And she's one of the dumbest members of Congress in the history of Congress. All right, we're coming up on 8.30. When we get to 8.30, it's going to be local news. Update on that weather forecast, which is really important to listen to. Then I have a nice long segment of open phone. So it's 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. There's something I played early this morning in the 6 o'clock hour that I said I was going to play again for the people who join us later. You're really going to want to hear this, but that's coming up after news and your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, so triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Now I played this for people in the six o'clock hour, but I know there's a lot of people who join later, so I wanted you to hear this. Those who join later, and then we'll talk about. It. In fact, there's more than one audio clip here. Now this has to do with a young lady. She's Generation Z. She's sitting in her car wearing a Walmart smock or vest, if you will. Because she works at Walmart, and she's really bothered. Because people keep calling Generation Z lazy, and she doesn't see it that way. And she's really annoyed. And it's all your fault that she's not making a living. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a 9-to-5 for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused We're here, confused, okay? I work okay. five days out of the week, 40 hours a week. That's okay? all? I do not make enough to live on my own. Uh I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. Right. All by myself. Okay. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. No, we couldn't. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. No, we another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, That's the to point of working you your way up. economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been uh-huh. working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Who does? I don't want to work my tail end off, wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. You weren't supposed to. that to. is what you created. No, Not we Gen didn't. Z. We're just here getting started. You've uh-huh. been doing it for the last 20 years. <clears throat> yeah. You tell me how it got ruined. Yeah, I can tell you exactly how. All right. Yeah, okay. Like that's enough. Okay, look. He, here's, and this is what we were talking about earlier this morning. Somebody didn't fill her in on this, and I think it goes from generation to generation, really. But uh, the last generation, she misunderstands, had it as difficult, if not more difficult than her. And the generation before that definitely had it more difficult than her. And the generation before that probably had the most difficult of all. If you're talking about the greatest generation that went through the 
uh, Great Depression and World War II and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it's just been one uh, tough life after the next for so many people, especially in those early years when they first get out and get out on their own. And I, I don't think anyone ever told her that how tough it was going to be. Uh, what she de- desperately got wrong on that. Take a look at my life. When I got out, she, I worked 40 hours a week. I worked more than that when I was her age. And I still needed roommates and all sorts of other help to keep going because I wasn't making much money. But I was just starting out. She's really frustrated by this. By the way, she's working at Walmart. She's not supposed to stay there. With all due respect to Walmart employees, uh, it's one thing if you have that as an extra job or whatever, or you want to work your way up within Walmart. But the idea of a job that pays what that does is you start there. And what was your goal in life? What are you going to do to make sure that by the time you're in your 30s, let's say, you're already on your own. You maybe own your first house and you're working your way up. What exactly was your plan there? Now, she's not the only one. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. You but are. this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my, oh my god. god okay then <laughs> the, uh, to call in gen z lazy well get a load of this I came up with this thing for myself called bare minimum monday that i've been doing for the past several weeks a lazy girl job is something that you can basically quiet quit the nine to five schedule in general is crazy okay so well, first off, let me say, uh, Milo in Fort Danger. I had three roommates at one time. Yeah, I get that. Heidi, John, Glenn, when my wife got out of a flight attendant training, she shared a studio apartment with two other flight attendants because they that's all they could afford. Also, Rianne says, all I hear is wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's about right. This book, about all there. But again, she, here's what we talked about earlier this morning is I think if anything, if we as an older generation failed them, it's in not teaching them that this is what was going to be. Now, not all kids are that way. I have met young people, and I used the example earlier this morning of the ranch and the farm to name two types. There's many other types, but to name two types of young people that I've met who when they get up in the morning, they've got to help the family business. And so they're out there before sunup helping out. Then they go to school. Then they come home and there's more work. And this is what they're used to. And this, and, But the good thing about this is they get to see where things come from. So when they get out in the real world, they already have that strong work ethic because they understand where things actually come from. Then there's those kids who are allowed to play. And there's nothing wrong with play. But if you never teach them where things come from, then when they actually have to do work, and here again, with all due respect to Walmart employees, because that first young lady works at Walmart, I understand it's a grueling job. Don't Please don't get mad at me. I get it. It's a grueling job. But there are other jobs out there. If you think that's bad work, if you think that's hard, go watch any one of Mike Rowe's episode, Dirty Jobs, and you'll see what hard work can really be. And when she says, well, I have to work 40 hours a week, again, my answer is, and that's all? 
At that age, my full-time job was 40 hours, and then I had a part-time job beyond that. I was working a lot and still not making it. And no one told that first young lady or the second one that. And then I read an article a little bit later on where Jodie Foster, the actress, was interviewed. And she has her own production company for movies and TV shows and so on. And she finds it so difficult to work with this younger generation like that. They just don't seem to get it. I mean, they really just absolutely do not seem to understand that kind of work ethic. Now, I'm glad Miss Mary brought this up. And, Mary, I'm going to go back and and read this again. Miss Mary earlier sent me a note saying, I bet if we look, we can find articles quoting older generations saying younger generations doomed, lazy, their failures, going way back as far as there is records. And I said, yeah, I do remember in the Roman Empire, which Miss Mary looked up exactly what I was thinking about, Aristotle, speaking of young people, are high-minded because they have not yet been humbled by life, nor have they experienced the force of circumstances. Abraham Lincoln said, Each generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. Yeah, so this kind of complaint has been going on for a very long time. And we do a great disservice to the younger generation by not just telling them how things are going to be when they get out in the real world, but allowing them to experience it when they're young so they know what they're in for. So they're they're not shocked like this when they get out there. R.H. in Wiggins, Colorado, P.S. I don't own a – I didn't own a thing and literally slept uh, in an army cot for a year. Yeah, I – I think that has always been a great disservice that parents you know, do to younger people is because you want to take care of your kids. You want them to have a good childhood, but that's not always good. You want them to have to struggle and go through some hard times and learn what work is and learn where things come from because they don't know. They wind up like that first kid I played for you there. First step, you take the kid and you put him out on the street corner and you leave him there. You come back a week later. If the kid is still there, you got yourself a stupid kid. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So a Florida alligator hunter wants to make a trade. Oh, I heard, yeah, he wants to train Wyoming people to go hunt. Yes. Uh, he'll teach Wyoming people how to hunt alligator. You teach him how to hunt elk. Okay. And there's a picture of this guy laying there on top of his boat, and he's got a big old gator. This is not some little thing. I'm not going to hunt those guys. <laughs> oh, okay. They're, they're, they're dirty. They're dirty on the golf courses I play down there. Yeah, well, I now, and, and what's even worse yet is where he goes to hunt them. It's not like he's walking out in a golf course and seeing one and shooting it. Yeah. Oh, you got to get it. you got to get out in the Everglades in a boat. Yeah. I well, guess now I think okay, here's it's not a bad idea some people would be interested in it. The only thing is I don't think it's exactly a fair even trade because how dangerous are elk compared to gators? Well, I I would say this is like yeah. he's out here in Wyoming I say, "All right, we're going to go." 
Yeah. Um, we, 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 where's my boat or where am I, am I driving there? I go, no, yeah. no, we're going to walk. Oh, Lord. Way over there. Oh, my God. And walk yeah. back, maybe. Uh, and, and if you kill something, you got to walk back carrying it. Well, or tag it. And, yeah. You know, make sure oh, that the bears God. don't get it, you know. And well, well, you put a tag on, the bear knows not to get it. The, 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 the bear goes, that's, that, that's that a tag. tag that, it's that, a human that, thing. That, that tag means I, 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 if I get there first, I can have it. Oh, okay. I see. Because a friend of mine up around the south of the Buffalo area had gone elk hunting, and she shot one. And it kind of fell down into a deep, you know, ravine. Oh, area. and then you got to drag it. And thing. so they, well, it was dead. But by the time they got to it, they could see that a mountain lion had been there, taking a bite out of it. Mm-hmm. And the mountain lion ran off as they were approaching. Right. So I, so what you're telling me is, if she had gotten there early and put a tag on it, the mountain lion would have said, "Oh, well, maybe, yeah, yeah." There's a human tag on that, so it's not mine. Yeah, yeah, but but when you go down the floor and you're hunting the gators on that, yes. that airboat, you know, and like, well, yeah. there's one right there. Yeah. You don't even have to move. Yeah. Well, I, it's a little more difficult. There is a television show about gator hunters. Oh, I'm sure. You can go ahead and watch how they do that. The only thing, I watched one episode and I started to watch the second episode and I realized it was the same exact episode. Every episode's the same. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they catch the gator. All right, high school volleyball, Maddie Stuckey of Laramie was named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Stuckey led her Laramie team to the 4A state championship with 158 kills, 210 digs, and 801 assists. Stuckey's a four-time All-State player in 4A and will continue her volleyball career at the University of Wyoming. Her sister, Alexis, was a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Wyoming, and she plays at the University of Florida. Men's college basketball, another tough game coming up for the Wyoming Cowboys. They'll be on the road at Utah State. Cowboys are coming off a uh, not-so-great great effort in their 77-60 loss to New Mexico on Saturday to drop them to 8-7 and overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. Cowboys were sloppy in that game, and if they play that way tonight, they're going to get drilled again. And really, they were never in that game in the pit in Albuquerque and Utah State now is 14-1, and one, and they beat nationally rated Colorado State their last time out. 7 p.m. start from Logan tonight. We'll have the for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In women's college basketball, San Diego State will come to Laramie to meet the Wyoming Cowgirls tomorrow night. The Cowgirls were three and zero in Mountain West play, eight and six overall after a big victory over the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs. San Diego State comes in at eleven and five overall, two and one in league play. JUCO basketball: The Casper College women won both of their games over the weekend in Dawson, Montana. They said they beat Dawson and the United Tribes team. They're thirteen and four on the year. They'll host Western Nebraska on Friday. Casper College men's team eleven and six after a loss to Dawson and a win over United Tribes in Montana, and they will host Central Wyoming on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne are 10 and 6. They'll host the Air Force Prep this evening and the LCCC women 6 and 8 and they will host, they will be at number 25 NGC in Sterling, Colorado on Thursday. The college football season wrapped up last night in Houston. Michigan won the national championship beating Washington 34-13. That's their first national title since 1997. There's a lot of drama surrounding the Wolverine program considering their head coach Jim Harbaugh was suspended for a half a dozen games due to NCAA investigations. But Michigan ran the table at 15-0 and their defensive line last night was terrific. So was their running game. And Washington finished the season at 14-1. and That's it in sports. So the temperatures have dropped and gotten cold and stayed cold enough. This the first uh, of the year Glendo ice fishing tournament. Oh, okay, happens this weekend, and they're going to do it with the. Oh my God, it's going to be miserable out there. Is it? Well, it's cold enough for 
a foot of ice? Yeah, uh, well, it's been cold enough long enough, then, and it's going to be cold enough for the tournament that they should have plenty of time. Now, I know these guys, they bring their own tents out oh, there. Oh, and they got TVs. Yeah, stuff cooler, like that. Yeah, you know, But still, though, I mean, it's going to be in the negative numbers, Frank. Well, you got to, they, they can okay, rock yeah. it. You know? If that's what you're into. No, I'm hey, not. <laughs> you know, guys, I'll be happy to watch you on video from home. Yeah, pretty much. I'll yeah. cheer you on. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. That's all right. Now, Glendo Ice Fishing. We have a story about that on the Wake Up Wyoming website for those who are into ice fishing in the most miserable possible conditions. That's this weekend, so have at it. And tell me all about it when you're done. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time, national local update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it, and it is open phones. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, open phones, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Winds are picking up across the region. So what I'm going to do here before I get into the stories I have lined up for you, and you can, by the way, change the subject, interrupt me. It's fine. I'll go ahead and just kind of roll with it. So I got some stories I want to get through for you, but also let's take a look at that road report to see what conditions are right now. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. And when we get into temperatures and weather like this, it's probably a good idea to have some rabid penguin spray available. I'm just saying because it's going to get really arctic out there. So again, for those people who are going to the ice fishing tournament at Glendo, good luck with that. Let us know all about it. Won't be joining you, but happy to watch you on TV. Real quick, it is getting windier out there. A lot of snow is blowing around. So the impacted areas right now that you want to watch from. If you're, let's say, from Cheyenne and you're going to head all the way to Rawlins, and, of course, it's I-80, and then the road that goes 30, which goes up around Rock River, Medicine Bow, and back down. All of that serious travel hazards, mostly because of blowing snow. Also, If you're in Cheyenne, and between Cheyenne and Wheatland, same conditions, really windy, lots of blowing snow, careful of that. Other parts of the highway on I-25 are just sketchy, we'll just call it that, so just watch for sketchy I-25. As you head more west past Rawlins, the road is actually going to get better, and as we... As I take a look at the more northwestern part of the state, it just depends on where you are. Mostly, though, across the state, road conditions are on the sketchy side. That's where we are now. It's just going to get worse. Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Hey, Glenn. You were talking earlier about how these woke admirals and generals got to where they are. Yeah. And having been in the Air Force as an officer, I know how the system works. So let me enlighten you. Okay. For generals... And admirals and colonels, they're political appointees, essentially. They have to be approved by the Senate, just like a cabinet position. Prior to that, you got to, well, second lieutenant to first lieutenant is an automatic promotion, unless you're a real screw-up. After that, you got to go, your records go to a promotion board. They scrutinize your records and say yay and nay. 
And the number of officers in each rank is set by law. They just can't promote everybody they want. Once you get to lieutenant colonel, then the boards on our promotion works, but they recommend you to the Senate to be promoted to some high, to that higher rank. Now, by that time, it's become three things. It's become a good old boys club. Mm-hmm. The, the, these guys, they know each other. They know what they're like. Yeah. The other thing that goes on is the culture in the military gets set from above. Who's president and secretary of defense, the service secretaries, and then that filters all the way down. When I was in, when I went in, Jimmy Carter was president, and it was one whole different culture. Then when Ronald Reagan came, and it was pretty much your managers. Yeah, we were all looking at economics, managing people, managing resources. Along came Ronald Reagan. It was great. Now all of a sudden we were warriors again. Then along comes a Democrat, and we go back to being politically correct. And if you fit the culture that's coming from on high, those are the guys that get up there who get their promotion. It's a matter of go along to get along if you want to make the stars (laughs) at that point. Okay. See, I would love to, in my imagination, uh, have somebody who makes, let's say, three or four-star general, whatever it might be. Because, you know, he graduated from West Point. He had some experience out there in the field. He had to work his way up by being rough and tough, and that's the kind of guy we have. You know, a real strategist, for one thing, the kind of generals we had during World War II who had some military experience, had some fighting experience, and were actual strategists, so they knew how to win wars. Not somebody who knows how to win politically, but someone who knows how to win militarily. And that's what scares me right now. We have the most advanced military on the planet, but the leadership scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it does. That scares the hell out of me. I, I, if I were an 18, 19-year-old today, I doubt if I would consider the military from what yeah. I've seen. Yeah. And if some young guy came up to me and said, yeah, you were in the Air Force for so many years, would you recommend it? I couldn't. Right. And honestly, I could not recommend anybody going with the current leadership. I mean, Rush Limbaugh talked about political generals and warrior generals. Yeah. Essentially, we get the warrior generals when the Republicans are in charge, and we get the political generals when the Democrats are in charge. Mm. Where the Democrats just... Um, they see that they see the military as a place to advance political agendas rather than to actually, you know, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, which is what my commissioning notes said I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Which is why I say I would prefer the kind of military where, while you're there, you are on task. We're going to teach you these different weapon systems, how to keep them operational, how to deploy them, how to use them as a team, and that's the mission at hand. Instead of we're going to sit down in a class and learn what pronouns to use, or you're in trouble. I, I, fortunately, I never went through that. Yeah, and a lot of the guys that were in there probably wouldn't have put up with it. You've yeah. seen a lot of people heading for the eggs of putting in their resignation. I know some of those people. I've met, unfortunately, some really good people who should be in the military. It's what they're made for, and they just couldn't take it anymore. And you know, never mind. And they just left. Which is yeah. th- that means some of the best and most experienced people that we have who should be in leadership positions essentially just said, "Screw this." Yeah, they did, and they were like, "Well, like during the scamdemic, if you didn't get your COVID shot, yeah, you got put out." 
Yeah, we lost a lot of good people. Yeah. And the same thing is happening to the police force here in America. I mean, God bless police officers. We need them, uh, and we need the best. A lot of them even have military backgrounds. But it just isn't worth it to be a cop in many major cities across the country right now. No, it's not. It's just... uh it all depends on the leadership at the very top, either the yeah. mayors and the cities, the president, the governors, and they essentially set the tone and it filters down. And if you want to, yeah. in the military, if you want to make the, in the military is either up or out. Right. If you don't make, if you don't make the rank, then you get put out. Right. And the big point, the big change point comes from captain to major. Mm. If you make major, you're in for a career. If you don't, you get your separation pay and it's bye-bye. Okay. But to, you've got to go along to get along, and the whole tone is set by who's ever at the top. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, let's go ahead and try to find someone who can take yeah. that office of the presidency starting there. And there's a lot more than a just the president. Yeah. yeah, well, the commander-in-chief, but also because they have to go through congressional approval at a certain height, we're going to have to get some better members of Congress as well. Oh, so. oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you notice, too, how many members of Congress or the presidency have never had military experience yeah. anymore. Yeah, and so they, they have, have no idea what I and others went through. Right. All right. Well, very enlightening. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, so it's always good when, whenever we bring up a topic. And this That was Mike who's calling in from Laramie. To have someone who's been there, done that, to call in and let us know uh, what it was like to be there. And this is why I was saying earlier that we have a problem in the U.S. military. One of the most advanced militaries on the planet. What we can do with such a the, – the last war that we fought, we, we, the few amount of people we would send to take on such large forces, and we just dominated out there. But none of what we have, none of the technology that we have, even the advanced training and tactics and so on, I mean, absolutely nothing if we're not on focus on what this is supposed to be, what the military is supposed to be, what its focus is supposed to be. So, yeah, like as – as he just said, let's go ahead and make sure that we get people out of the uh, high command of the military, as we see them now, that are put there for political reasons, and get people in there that are actually generals with combat backgrounds, West Point backgrounds. Okay, Judy, hang on. I'm going to get to you in just a moment. Hello, everybody. We are going to die in about 30.1 seconds, so brace for impact. Cold. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods. Time 36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. You can still get in Triple Eight 97 Woods, the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You're gonna love this one. Alright, so. Climate activists declared war on gas guzzlers, and they went out and vandalized a Tesla. <laughs> now, before I get into the story here, because it's a big mistake on their part. Some years ago, some climate activists from the cult of climate change, they were in California, and they decided to declare war on the SUV. And so they were going to dealerships and setting SUVs on fire. Well, the problem with that, first off, those vehicles are insured and they'll, you know, the dealership is not hurt by that. They'll get more SUVs. So that's all paid for by the insurance company. The next problem, though, is setting an SUV on fire causes far more damage to the environment. I mean, a lot more 
than just driving the SUV around. Somebody finally had to inform the climate activists, no, you are actually doing damage to the environment by setting SUVs on fire. You should just let them drive around. So here's what happened. Environmental activists known as, I think it's tire extinguishers, T-Y-R-E extinguishers, targeted a Tesla in Bristol, deflating its tires, protesting against gas-guzzling cars. Uh, The owner was out walking his dog while the group deflated his tires and left their signature leaflet on the windshield, which states, Your gas guzzler kills. Does not mark the first time activists have erroneously deflated the tires of an electric vehicle, thinking it was a gas guzzling vehicle. The tire extinguishers, T-Y-R-E extinguishers, have previously said they want to strike fear into the owners of gas-guzzling SUVs. The owner of the all-electric environmentally... Well, it says all-electric environmentally friendly Tesla. Uh, They're not really environmentally friendly, so I take that out of the mix. Said the incident had something comical about it, but he still felt pretty violated. He said, it's ironic because I was trying to do the right thing by buying an electric car. I got news for you. You're not. But anyway... It's ridiculous. It's inconvenient. In the same incident, the car of Mark Moran, chief executive of Hydrate for Health LTD, also had his tires let down. He said there was no debate. We need to help improve the environment, he said. But these people have no idea what they're doing. In fact, they're making things far worse by doing this. And I'm trying to find here... Let me see if I can go ahead and I need to enlarge the image in order to read exactly what these guys are saying. And so I'm working on that right now. But it's very typical, though. You have people who think it's okay to go ahead and do this kind of vandalism to somebody else. I would like to go ahead and do some kind of vandalizing to them and just just to see what do you think? What do you think about what you're doing now when somebody actually does it to you? But, of course, in their minds, they're completely justified by this, right? Of course they are. In their minds, they're completely justified in what they're doing. So, okay, uh, I have that. Nope, that's not it. Hang on a second now. I'm I'm trying to load this up so I can read their flyer. Maybe if I can't get to it right now, I'll get to it to tomorrow. But this is what they put on people's windshields after they've deflated the tires and in this case, what they, it turned out to be a Tesla. Oh, geez. These people just aren't. Did they stop for a minute to take a look at what kind of car they were deflating? All right. Attention, your gas guzzler kills, is what the flyer says. We have deflated your tires. We did this because driving around in SUVs, while has a, has huge consequences. SUVs are the largest cause of the rise of CO2. First off, CO2 is not a pollutant, and no, they're not. Emissions over the past decade, more than the aviation industry. SUVs cause more air pollution in your neighborhood than smaller cars. Also, more likely to kill people in collisions. The world is facing a climate emergency. No, it's not. So far, the impacts on you have probably been minimal. But according to the U.N., millions of people are already dying from climate change due to related causes, drought, floods, etc. And they believe all of this, by the way. 
The U.N. estimates 1 billion climate refugees by 2050. They've estimated things like that before and were nowhere near correct. It never happened. All right, reading on. We need immediate action to reduce emissions. We have pursued many uh, dramatic avenues in an attempt to affect change, writing to MPs and attending uh, political protests. No real change has occurred. In fact, we see the opposite. Now, that they got right. We are using more coal, gas, and oil planet-wide than ever before. There's more gas-guzzling vehicles than ever before on the planet. We're getting more, not less. We are left with no other option, they write. We have three demands of the government. Improve cycling infrastructure, provide free public transportation, isolate uh, insulate, excuse me, homes. We have escalated our actions until the demands are met. And then, oh, I'll have to look up their website here. And then they leave a website address. Well, I'm thinking if they left a website address, then maybe we can find out who these people are since they're admitting that it's us who did it and we can just go arrest them and make them pay for the damage they've done. Especially because if they're deflating tires and I just deflating or slashing them, I don't know. But if they do damage to the tire, then you got to make more tires. Is that good for the environment? Really? I'm sorry, I just turned on the cow fart machine while I was there. I just, just doing what I can to help the environment here. Just wake up when I... The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6. Nine forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting. So you think it's cold here, Frank? It's colder in Canada. Yeah, well, colder even down in Antarctica, where a Casper resident is attempting to summit the tallest peak down there. Oh, Mr. McGinley? Um, I think yes. He, he would try Everest and. Um it's too crowded, I guess. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was his main complaint. Just absolutely too, too crowded. Many, too many people, it. yeah. On the other hand, if you go all the way down to the bottom of the planet, relatively speaking, bottom, you know, in you know, universal terms. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It's the 16,050-foot mountain. He's got his regular team of climbers that he's going up with there. I mean, this looks like, wow. How do you even get together a crew and all the money to do something like that. Well, uh, yeah, and then my, 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 my other question is, why? And then they'll respond, because it's there. Exactly, and because not many other people have ever done this. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. we're back to that. Why? Yeah, well... Because it's there. Because you can climb to the top of this mountain and say to yourself, and who else has ever been up here? Well... Just, just me, evidently. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what? When they get to the top and they find other people's flags and stuff, like, hey, we weren't the first up here. Yeah, right. Yeah, and think about how cold we're talking about here. Oh, since you're going way down south of the border here. They have to worry about hypoxia. Yes. You know, in something like that. So they have a tent that'll help them sleep and take care of that stuff. But I think what I am most impressed with is he found a way, which I often do. He found a way to get around the crowds. Because when you show up at Mount Everest, 
which I thought when I was much younger, I would love to do that. But then I started looking at the crowd showing up. And I'm like, I do too. There's just, what, everyone wants to climb up there now. What's even the point of that anymore? Also, although this is going to be a really tough climb, I think they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really tough climb. It's still a whole lot safer down there than it is way up high on Everest. That's a safer mountain down south. Not safe, but a much safe, safer mountain. Safer. Yeah, than where they were. So anyway, you can follow this guy on Facebook. As they they can even way down there they can post pictures of what they're doing. There's internet in Antarctica. It's satellite stuff. Oh, yeah. I, there's a guy that I follow. He's on a base camp, uh, one of the uh, research camps. Mm-hmm. He's on Instagram. He posts pictures every day. Yeah, yeah. Antarctic life. I mean, again, you think it's miserable here? You'll love oh, that. Oh, right. Hey, the college football season did wrap up last night in Houston as Michigan beat Washington 34-13 to win their first national title since 1997. There was a lot of drama surrounding the Wolverine program this season, considering that head coach Jim Harbaugh was suspended for six games due to an NCAA investigation, plural. But uh, Michigan ran the table at 15-0. Their defensive line was just fantastic last night, and so was their running game. Washington finished the season at 14-1. High school volleyball, Maddie Stuckey of Laramie named the Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year for the second year in a row, Stucky led her Laramie team to the 4A state championship with 801 assists, 210 kills, and 158 kills. Uh, Stucky was the four, as a four-time All-State selection in 4A and will continue her volleyball career at the University of Wyoming. Her sister Alexis was a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year and she plays at the University of Florida. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women won both of their games over the weekend in Dawson, Montana, taking care of Dawson and the United Tribes team. They're 13-4 on the year. The host Western Nebraska on Friday. Casper College men are 11-6 and six after a loss to Dawson and a win over the United Tribes up in Montana. They will host Central Wyoming on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne, 10-6. and six. They'll host the Air Force Prep tonight. The LCCC women are 6-8. and eight. They will be at number 25 NJC in Sterling, Colorado coming up on Thursday. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys with a very tough road game at Utah State and Logan. Folks are coming off a lackluster effort in their 77-60 loss to New Mexico on Saturday to drop them to 8-7 and seven overall. 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. The Cowboys were plagued by turnovers. They were really never in the game at the Pitt in Albuquerque. Now this Aggie team they're playing tonight is 14-1 and one and beat nationally rated to Colorado State their last time out. 7 p.m. start from Logan tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls hosting the Aztecs of San Diego State tomorrow night in Laramie. Cowgirls are 3-0 and in Mountain West play, 8-6 and overall after a big win over the Air Force in Colorado Springs on Saturday. The San Diego State team comes in at 11-5 and overall and 2-1 and in Mountain West Conference play. And that's what's, wait, wait, what's this team that's 14-1? and Utah State. Wow. That's really something. I mean, that's hard. That's really well, you, hard to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, and they beat a good team the last time out, and and Logan is a t- you know it's not any any place away you know from home is tough to win yeah. for a number of reasons. Sometimes the referees don't like you. The fans mm-hmm. certainly don't like you. You're right. Yeah. The, the public address announcer probably doesn't like you either. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah. Fourteen and one so far. Yeah. So far. All yeah. right. See what happens. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Do it again tomorrow. And uh, folks, keep an eye on those roads if you want. The wind keeps picking up today, and there's not a lot of new snow out there, but the old snow is blowing around. That new snow will be coming though, so we'll keep you up to date on your local radio station as to what's happening weather-wise. Drive careful. Wake up, Wyoming. <laughs>